Welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today, we will be talking about the Great Emu War, Groupthink, and Quarter Centennial Wisdom. Fact of the day, in the birthday lottery draft of the Vietnam War, July 11th was never selected. My birthday is this Saturday. Yay! Yay! You uh, wouldn't have you wouldn't have gone to Vietnam if you didn't have to. Woo-hoo. Did, didn't want to, rather. Yeah. Thank God. That was just an interesting <laughs> fact I saw. I'm a little disappointed we took a hiatus from the Tico Brahe facts. But uh hopefully we can get back to that. Yeah, next week we'll we'll go back to Tico Brahe. But this this fact of the day, it's about me. Me? And guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla warfare. What? What guerrilla warfare? Yeah, that's what happened in Vietnam. Uh, I mean it was a war. Yeah, but guerrilla- I mean the type of warfare they did. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah. All right. Jeez. Jeez, hey, oh man. man. I just—it's a weird context to bring that up in, but okay. Yeah, I mean it's not good. Um. Buddy. <laughs> Buddy. How was your day? Oh, it only got got started recently, so I really can't say say much about it. I'm drinking my coffee. It's here at 3.30 in the morning. Or three, <laughs> nope, 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> it's my morning. 3.30 in the afternoon, rather. Day just started. It's 3.30 in the morning. But I got my coffee, and I'm, I'm feeling swell. Buddy, how was your day? Buddy, it's been pretty good actually. Um, went to the gym. A road that had caused me to take the long way to the gym is finally reopened. Nice. And I can't tell you how excited I was whenever I passed it. I actually like yelled and I was like, "Oh my god, it's open!" <laughs> <laughs> to myself, it was just me. I was so excited that I wouldn't have to um, drive ten more minutes. So. <laughs> Yeah, buddy. Whole ten minutes, buddy. We Actually, got... driving has. Sorry, I'm gonna. Go ahead. Go ahead. Com- I'm gonna completely derail this thing. But yeah. um, driving actually ten minutes, like that's a full trip for me anywhere. So thinking of going ten minutes out of my way. Now I like long drives, but that's just not how it's done here. Yeah. So a ten ten minute is a long extension. Yeah, it went just... from a normal like a twenty five minute drive to, it could be a forty minute. If someone was going exactly the speed limit, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it kind of sucked, but it made listening to a podcast easier. Nice. Who you're listening to? I listen to wrestling podcasts. <laughs> huh. They, I mean, they don't talk about wrestling really. They mm-hmm. just they just get to like be them, be themselves, be the actual people. Like my favorite one is the New Day podcast. Uh, they're really, they're super entertaining guys. They're like the best, I don't, I can't even think of a tag, I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant now, a tag team that was more entertaining and prominent. Is that, I don't know. I might, what, what's that word mean? Prominent. (laughs) Prominent? Like, uh, popular sort of kind of? Yeah, that works. That works. Important famous is the 
dictionary yeah. definition. Yeah, that works. More prominent tag teams in recent history. Uh, yeah. There are some entertaining guys. And I All like right. them. Buddy, we got good news to share. We, okay. Uh, do you want me to share it or do you want to share it? You can share it. We got a sponsor. Woo, we're famous. Woo, finally. Um, yeah, so we're, we're now sponsored by Audible. We have a link, www.audibletrial.com slash Connection, And we'll tell you more of that whenever you hear the ad play <laughs> later on in the show. Buddy. Uh, all right. So we're going to dive right in? Dive right into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Just what everyone was looking for. It's uh, World War Three. <laughs> world War Three, and you heard it. You heard it here first, everybody. The end of the world is upon us. Don't forget your audible. Uh, <laughs> so, you started this. So I guess I'll let you take the wheel. I, I I understand the things you're pointing out, but what what's your what's your mindset going into this? Okay, so. You actually started this, and then that made me go deeper a little bit. Okay. But well, I just... I, I talk about the news, and so... Yeah. I, like, I see the news stuff on here, but... You I, I, you, you are my news source. <laughs> so dangerous. You, you told me about China and India, which we'll get more into that, and their disputes and how some people actually died this uh, previous time. But then yeah. I saw Australia said that they were spending... 186 billion dollars on their military and I was just sitting here thinking like wait a second Australia has a military <laughs> and then I started thinking if if Australia is like spending that much money on their military then things must be really bad <laughs> with China but then you pointed out something even more interesting about Australia's military yeah, so I knew Australia had a military, and the reason I knew is because the actual World War Three was the Great Emu War. <laughs> um, so, uh, could you look up the date while I try to figure out how to explain this? The date of the Emu War? <laughs> yeah, so it was like 1960s, I think, or... Mm, no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it wrong. Uh, but um, 1932. 1932. Oh, so it would have been no- <laughs> World War One and a half. November second to December tenth of 1932. Yeah. So apparently in Australia, the emus were getting so bad as a they're like a pest there that they basically they put out permits <laughs> where people could hunt them and then gain. Or I, I think there was there was money you could get money for it. But, like, then there was actual military action taken, and, but the entire military action, like, their only job was to kill emus, and I think in, like, two confrontations, they killed, like, a total of, like, 20, and just just a list of weird, incompetent things happening, like. (laughs) Oh my god. All right, you, I'm sorry. You have it in front of you. You have it in front of you. So, I'm just. This was on November fourth, and I don't know who Meredith is, but 
<laughs> said, war heroes for sure. Uh, yeah, this war hero said he had, they had established an ambush near a local dam, and more than a thousand emus were spotted heading toward their position. <laughs> <laughs> Like, imagine all these birds. <laughs> and for, the, for those of you who don't know what an emu is, they're like an ostrich. 10,000 except... rounds of ammunition. <laughs> How many did they kill? Uh, I'm, I can't find that. I, th I read it earlier. It said... Estimated 50 birds, but other accounts range from 200 to 500 birds. Okay, so they got they got a few. But like that's that's the extent of Australia's military before <laughs> they killed emus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're in World War Two. They, uh, I don't know if they did get invaded by Japan, but they were they were on the short list, and their their basic strategy was. Look, they can come and take some of our land, but once they get to a certain point, we'll start defending that, but they can have the rest. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, emus are like, they apparently they can get to like 120 pounds, and they're about as tall as a person. So not a, pretty, pretty easy targets, <laughs> as far as like a, just, just a, uh, completely practical way of looking at it pretty easy targets i guess they're pretty hardy but also like come on now so by december 2nd they were killing approximately 100 emus a week like that's and <laughs> it doesn't seem like a lot then Mer that meredith character said they claimed 2500 wounded birds had died as a result of injuries that they had sustained I can't fight, I can't help but imagine these emus as like big bird <laughs> like <laughs> and just big bird is just terrorizing oh farmers <laughs> and then it's just a slaughter as they run toward you <laughs> oh my god yeah so that's entertaining go look it up but um back back, <laughs> back to the back real to news um so, yeah, they announced this, uh, and I didn't hear about this until you told me about it, but they announced an increase in spending in military. They're going to spend $186 billion in, uh, on, on military due to uh, heightened tensions with uh, China in the South China Sea. and uh, Also, the, just the coronavirus on. is what they say. Right, yeah, instability caused by coronavirus. Uh, Chinese-Indian uh, conflict, um, so just a variety of factors. But to put to put that number in perspective, the United States spends I think around six hundred billion on its military a year. I believe so. Okay. And, uh, because this is an this is important. I just found this that hundred eighty six billion mm -hmm. is over the next decade. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I see that now. So. Okay, so call it two billion. Two billion a year. Um, that's Australia doesn't have a very big economy. They're like a, they have a GDP of two trillion, so they're spending approximately a uh, one percent of their GDP on military, 
which for us Americans sounds like a, sounds like a chump change, but uh, we only spend, I think we spend like 600 billion a year and we have a 20 trillion dollar um, GDP. So this, this is a pretty big chunk uh, and most, most uh, westernized like first world countries don't spend a ton on their military. So this, is, this seems like a, to, to be a pretty big deal and sort of a, uh, a sign of the times, I guess. Yeah, it's like Australia? Correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm looking at a globe right now. Okay, I think I'm right. <laughs> Australia is the Canada of the Indian Ocean. <laughs> what? <laughs> I look at Australia the way I view Canada. Just docile things, not hurting nobody. You know, just just doing their thing with kangaroos, and then Canada with their bears, moose. moose. <laughs> you know, oh, another another important uh, Tico Brahe fact just came sprang to mind, but no, that's the fact for next week. Oh, go ahead. Yep, I know, I know. Oh, spoiling know. it here. Well, they'll they'll get it. They, they'll get the whole story later. But I'm just brought brought to mind. I, I guess I can, I can, I can understand that. that you, I I was skeptical at first, but now I, I, uh, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, they what, aren't exactly. What about the Tico exactly, Brahe fact? Aren't you gonna say? I'm not gonna say it. No, that's a teaser. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Plant the seed. Plant the seed. Come back next week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this isn't exactly, and uh, so I guess we'll get into a little bit about the conflict. It's just the things are heightening in a really bad way. We sort of have the reemergence of Cold War on two fronts with uh, China and Russia. They are like, I don't know if people know generally, but we have the Russian meddling in uh, in uh, the election is sort of it's up for a debate, even though it's like hard facts at this point Mm -hmm. but and that sort of might also be contributing to how bad the problem actually is but now this news comes out where they're paying uh paying the taliban to kill coalition forces including american soldiers right and uh like and i don't i don't know why that news story was a big deal um honestly because of course they're doing things like this. R- Russia does not like the United States and they've been funding and giving arms to terrorist organi- organizations for a while. And I'm sure the U.S. has their hands in uh, proxy wars against Russia as well. Mm. And so it's prob- we probably give as good as we get on this sort of thing. But I heard, I was listening to another podcast and they said that the real problem about this isn't that it's happening, it's that now it's out in the open and it's common knowledge and that's a real problem as far as optics go for the united states right and so if we have no response to that it really just shows how unlikely we we are to deal with this in a serious way in the future which is kind of scary right and this is also happening in the midst of donald trump taking troops out of germany over other disputes 
that does nothing except make the problem worse for us because if the stronger our troop presence is in Europe the more pressure is put on Russia and so a lot of these things are it's just it's but, really okay. unstable so here's here's a question that I that I thought mm-hmm. of why why are we why do we have troops in Germany like why were they there just to um, watch Russia I would say I, I uh, don't know off the top of my head but like this it's sort of like a it it strengthens it strengthens the alliance between the two i i guess you know if we if we're working with germany on a military level mm-hmm. then um it makes uh makes operations smoother i would imagine uh, i'm no i'm no expert and i'm just spitballing but uh improves improves uh, the cohesion of tr- of german and american forces and also one thing i was heard in uh we're just helping them is all we're helping them yeah that's but that's what it's it also it also serves as a deterrent um not for germany per se because no one's trying to attack germany but you know if we have forces in uh turkey like turkey and its neighbors really don't like each other um they're middle eastern neighbors and but if we put u.s troops in both of those countries they're far less likely to attack one another well that was a huge story too earlier this year god time, <laughs> times time is moving so fast we pulled out um we pulled out forces from uh kurdish iraq and everyone was saying you know if we pull out troops here turkey turkey is going to come in and start killing those people who were our allies and we did it anyway and <laughs> and it happened and uh yeah so that that's part of why troops are stationed places just generally is you know you're not only just attacking the place um you're also attacking the united states right and that's nobody wants to do that right Um, yeah so just a lot of in other news if you didn't see putin's going to be in office until 2036 (laughs) and then probably past that until the day he dies yeah yeah, this is. We definitely have Russia number is a huge problem, and I don't, I don't know how people feel about it. Um, everyone around, er, everyone I talk to is pretty, con- pretty convinced they're a problem. But then, well, do you? Uh, what do you think is going to happen, though? Do you, what do I think is going to happen? Do Do you think like they're going to start a war? Do you think they're going to try to invade us? They what's, would not. They what's would not their try goal? To, they, they would not try to invade us. I I would say their goal is to increase their power in their sphere, which is I would I would imagine lots of Eastern Europe, because um, those were so. I think they're with Putin electing himself essentially president for life. It really shows that they are not a they are the successor state to the soviet union right. it's not they russia was the country that came after the soviet union it was supposed to be a democracy it was supposed to be a first world but then we just sort of once the soviet union was dismantled we just sort of threw our hands up and said okay you guys got it and then they just slid right back into putin's <laughs> putin's an ex-kgb guy yeah. he's uh 
And he's running the government as if it was the Soviet Union, except with a little better optics. And, so, uh, so basically, I'm trying to go like real broad here. Mm-hmm. The goal of Russia is to just be better than the United States, like right? Uh, yeah, I would say because they they can't be, be a like global power. Like, do you think they're after like world domination? <laughs> uh, like, do, does I, that exist? in people to want I guess, like we know it's in like movies and stuff but does world domination of a country exist that's a deep um, question yeah <laughs> I I would say that they want to be dominant over countries and the first and the steps nearest to them to, toward that goal at this point are increasing influence in Europe and strengthening their military to a point where they can resist and eventually overtake its competitors. So you do think that at some point they're going to take action to try to expand the country more? Yeah. I mean, they took over Crimea, which was a part of the Ukraine. It, like, it was a literal war. <laughs> yeah. And they they invaded, and now they occupy space that they didn't have. Um, and there's a there's a real fear especially again with the united states taking their troops out of germany there's a real fear that russia will invade an eastern european country like poland or i've heard estonia and if it causes a problem because number one a lot of the european nations uh, one of the things that trump gets right is that the european nations aren't spending enough on their military and if the uh, russians want to take action that there's there's a little that the alliance of European nations can do to stop them. And it puts the U.S. in a situation where they say, do we want to start a war with Russia? And I would, I would, especially with this president, that answer oh. is no. That answer is 100% no. That's not going to happen. But even if Biden comes in, do we want to start another war? It's, uh, I don't know. What? I don't know what the answer is. What do you think a war would look like between the U.S. and Russia right now? Like if if that ended up happening in our lifetime, which it it actually might, like, do you I, think yeah, it would be I, catastrophic? Do you think it'd be the worst thing ever? Because I can't imagine us use or either using like a nuclear bomb. Nuclear weapons, I think, would come into play. Uh, but do you know, like, that would mess. That would just almost, I don't want to say it, it would come, it might destroy the world. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, if we keep, because you know that people have been, even though, like, there's like a nuclear deal or whatever that was, that's been signed. Non-proliferate, yeah, non-proliferate, proliferation. You know, there's been hidden developments of newer weapons that we don't know about. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go quite that far. I would say probably delivery delivery systems are a big deal. Um, it's easy enough to put a bunch of uranium into a bomb, um, but and North Korea proves that. But their testing is a lot about delivery systems. I would say uh, the U.S. and Russia have definitely been, it, which is basically rockets. That's why the space race was a big deal. If you have a rocket that goes to space, you can also make a rocket that carries a nuclear bomb to uh, Moscow or whatever. But um. Yeah, uh, the problem definitely gets worse. I, I, I just don't. The comfy thing about proxy wars, like fighting Russia in Afghanistan and uh, 
it really it stops the use of nuclear bombs because it's not two uh, countries going after one another mm-hmm. but once sort of that facade is lifted um i don't i don't think their pl- the uh, any government's plan would be to go to war and then immediately start using nuclear weapons i think they would try to not do that as much as possible but right. if it came to all out conflict between the two countries i don't see what stops anybody because there's a lot of different kinds of nuclear weapons like one of the smallest nuclear weapons was like oh we had thousands of them in uh europe at the time and mm. the game plan if um the plan of action if the um russians invaded uh west berlin whenever the uh, berlin wall was still up and we're still in cold war was strategic retreat followed by nuking the entire eastern europe right like that that plan was published and it's that that was the plan Mm. so i don't hopefully i i I am optimistic in that I think this will be solved mostly through diplomatic means. But I, if we just keep on biding our time, I think this has a position to get out of our control extremely quickly. Right. See, I can't. I just can't imagine. Maybe it's because I don't want to imagine what a war between the U.S. and Russia would look like. Because I don't, I, I don't know. It's either we invade them or they invade us. Well, again, I don't think this has to result in war per se. I, I just, know that. I'm just, I'm just, you know. I don't it would say be, I'm dreaming. It would be bad. It would yeah, I'm just, I'm just like going off in my head, creating a scenario of like mm-hmm. what would that look like, and it's hard to picture. Because yeah, it'd just it, be, just, just be bad. <laughs> no, it would be. Again, like I, I, it's not like we're in the height of the Cold War as it was in the '60s. But it, I, I think if people don't take this seriously, it's going to become a problem. Right. And especially as, as, as a person from the United States, we can't all agree that it's a problem, and so we have no hope of solving it at this moment. Yeah. Um. But I, w- I will say, this uh, we can end on this, well, at least with this part. Um, the way things are going right now in the world in general, does does it give you that like weird feeling like in your gut? Thinking about it too hard does. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it all just sort of fades in the background whenever you're not thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, but... after like doing, like just looking at uh, looking at it all and talking about it, it's like oh, something's <laughs> gonna happen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it, so we sort of we started with China and I completely avoided it but we sort of have China is far less belligerent than Russia is as far as um, how they they want the world to perceive them as a normal country, like that's a lot of what they do they if there's bad news they deny it if there's um um the who actually came out and said that china didn't submit 
corona uh, coronavirus cases that they had. Right. Well, so I I bashed on the Who pretty hard whenever they came out. They came out and their guy basically what was enforcing uh, Chinese propaganda, like refused to refused to say that um, Taiwan was a was an independent nation. But what the Who was trying to do, as it turns out, is China was being very slow to release their um, um, case studies and. Uh, if the WHO just took a belligerent, or not even, not even started talking bad about them, didn't do what China wanted, that process was only going to go slower. And so they were put in the terrible position of, do we endorse Chinese propaganda to get this helpful information? And that's what they did. And, uh, yeah, I, still not good, but, um, Mm -hmm. and even in, even that relationship, uh, Trump pulls out all the money uh, that the U.S. is spending on the WHO, and who do you think the second biggest spender is? China. Right. Like now, we now we don't even have a seat at that table. Um, but um, no, it's the Chinese. Uh, the China India incident was it was a there was fighting on the border um, between China and India. And there resulted in casualties, and uh, that I don't, I don't understand why something like this happened because China generally works through a bunch of different channels, and they don't do military action a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, this is odd, and I don't think anybody really knows what to make of it. Like, because this. This has happened before. Uh, China and India had to agree on a border. Um, they did. China actually sacrificed a lot, but then uh, India still disputed some of the border. And as a result, they've been fighting on this border, and there's been multiple conflicts over the past uh, decades. But um, I, th- I guess China was the aggressor in this um, situation. But it's like, it's odd. I don't think the generals on the border of China are doing this on their own. I think it's part of the government action. I just, I don't think anybody knows what's going on in that situation. At least (laughs) maybe if if I had a security clearance and I was like the head of uh, the U.S. military, I would know what what was going on. This this article says, India says Chinese troops have intruded across the line of actual control. Right. So they just they just crossed the line. It's almost like it, the border uh, of um, North and South Korea. Mm-hmm. It, it's that kind of a deal there. They have troops on either side, and then they crossed it, and then India lost twenty soldiers. Yeah, is what it says. And then someone from Beijing called for a restraint on restraint at the tense border area in the northern Himalayan region of. Ladakh. <laughs> so maybe, so maybe it was just a general doing his own thing. I. Yeah. That doesn't generally doesn't happen in China. Isn't very nice to people who don't do the things they want them to do. There's mm. a there's a history being written about that in Hong Kong right now. But um. <clears throat> yeah, I think they're just going to get increasingly belligerent. And again, a podcast I was listening to. Um. If they think, if, if the Chinese government thinks they can take Taiwan and resist American action, they'll do it. And um, they were talking to an, to an intelligence official 
and they said we don't think they'd be able to do it in the next maybe four years from now but they think they'll be able to do it next year or like this year wait it's, do what take uh um take military action against taiwan oh japan is backing india also. i would imagine yeah it just china's the bad guy but again we really can't um i think there's a, a more support for a uh, a um aggressive view stance against china than there is against russia but still i don't think we can i don't think we understand what their motives are and i don't think there's a will on the part of the united states to resist them in a meaningful way and hopefully that changes but right uh until then australia is going to build up their um military and who knows how many emus they're going to kill after that (laughs) and now we have a message from our sponsor audible helps you get through the books you're struggling to read by listening to them with audible you have access to thousands of audiobooks podcasts guided wellness programs theatrical performances a-list comedy and exclusive audible originals you won't find anywhere else By using our link, you get access to 30 days completely free. But buddy, guess what else? Buddy, what else? You also get one audiobook completely free, and you can cancel anytime. To get this amazing deal, and to support us, please follow our link to www.audibletrial.com dot com slash j and j connection that is www.audible.com slash j a n d j c o n n e c t i o n and sign up now make our dream of being podcast reliant podcast cash podcast cash cash podcast cash cash reliant (laughs) cash and we can stop working forever Forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> now that you heard our wonderful first sponsor, sponsorship ever, now we're going to go to some more real stuff again. No. <laughs> and perhaps controversial, even though we're not trying to be controversial. Speak for yourself. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> um. So I saw this tweet the other day by a guy that I like, Terry Crews. Uh, He tweeted out, If you are a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into Black Lives Better. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. That's that was his tweet. That caused so much backlash. It was crazy. It ha- came out as of this recording three days ago and has forty three thousand comments. It's like people are not happy with Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. And I, when I read it, I was like, okay. I get that. You know, it's like 
he wants to he just wants to make sure like it's not he's not trying to cause harm just wants to make sure because you you know sometimes you get that feeling of like maybe that's what some people want or I don't want to say we're pushing a movement too far so I don't know how to how to really go out about this because yeah well right it's someone <laughs> sort of like they're trying to throw the bumpers up on the you know you got your bowling lane they're trying to throw the bumpers up and be like stay stay here because you know once we get in the gutter uh, right. Th- that's not what we want. But people are, uh, um, getting people are giving him grief for just saying like, you know, so- let's all let's all keep a clear mind on this stuff. But it's something he's just worried about, you know. Mm-hmm. And like that, it makes sense. Like we all come from different backgrounds and. We're around different people, and uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll take this out. That there's there's racism on both sides, right? Should I say keep that in or take that out? I would say keep it in, but that itself is a controversial statement. Like how is I, that a controversial I, I, statement? I agree with. I agree. You with can't you. tell me that doesn't exist. No, I agree with you. And but. and so you have people out there who want want to be better, but it's like we can't do that. And he's just and it, it's not that's not our goal. That's not the goal of this whole Black Lives Matter movement. Everybody basically knows that, right? That's that's the basic uh, format premise. of it. Whatever okay. premise of it, yeah. We're not after Black Lives Better. That's not what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And all he's just doing is like, watch out down that road. The road ends, and if we keep going, who knows where we'll end up. Mm-hmm. You know? But, I mean, it's a long road. It's a long road to get there. Right. And, I mean, you... you, Because uh, I mentioned this uh, to you the other day before we even decided to put this on the podcast but it was like you saying there's a guy he tweeted out hey watch out for those bees over there and then someone yells at him like no i want to go into those bees yeah i want to get stung or what's your what's your problem with bees <laughs> yeah but uh but well, how just, could you how could you think there's bees right it's just a rational fear it's like if if he can think it so can others and i don't think he deserved to be attacked the way he he was attacked yeah, there's sort of like this. I feel like when groups start going, just groups, any group, starts going, and they pick a direction. It's people like who gets selected to lead the group really. It's not a choice. It's it's a bunch of people going into a different bunch of different directions, and you know some of the people in the group are like. Uh, you know, let's take down the statues. Uh, let's take down the statues of the, uh, whoever. And I don't want to make this. I don't know. If, I don't want to make this completely about this. But you, you know, the people who get selected to lead the group aren't the ones trying to rein it in. They're not the ones who are trying to say, "Yo, let's slow down," uh, because we have no idea what direction this is going. 
those people don't get picked to lead the group so much. It's always the people who want to push it one step further. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure, okay, well, let's take the Unite the Right rally uh, a few years ago in uh, Virginia. It was, I'm sure nobody, orga- I'm sure very few people organized that and said, I hope we get a bunch of Nazis to come here. It was probably, you know, I like Donald Trump and I'm tired of people saying that I'm a racist for it. And it's, but it just turns out that some of those people are Nazis. And right. once the, once everybody gets there, now you have this big group of just people doing bad things or not even bad things, just being there. But there's no one, it, the, it's, you know, it, it may, maybe there was one person there who was like, Hey, I don't think we should be letting Nazis come here or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, you're not going to listen to that guy because he's a buzzkill or whatever. And right. so just on on we go and so in the, the top the thing we're sort of dancing around is the idea of groupthink um and you know the group groupthink you never get moderate voices to come to the front whenever it's this movement it's it's who's can mov- be the loudest the, right it's it's a movement uh the movement will be impeded by people who want to take it slow and so you just leave those people behind and you know you want to mobilize and use all this energy but like now we just have energy going everywhere so instead of taking down confederate statues now we're taking down statues of george washington and uh and elk i I saw an elk statue being burned like what (laughs) i i'm not sure the avatar for racism in america is an elk um but um well i I, I could be wrong i I, i just thought of something I well the elk thing I don't know about that but it's like maybe they know exactly who made that statue maybe it was a confederate well yeah it's all it's all maybe 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 but there's no coherent uh, ideology to all of it it's just right. random like because so your point about they knew who made it they also who know who make who made the uh, emancipation monument in dc it's it's a um it's abraham lincoln with the uh emancipation declaration and there's a black man in front of him who's on his knees who is in the process of getting up like that's what the um that's what the monument is supposed to depict and he's got his broken chains and he's holding them and so it's it's obvious he's freed and the the artist the artistic nature of the thing was supposed to show him as in getting up not like not that he was kneeled and he was subservient to lincoln or something it, that he was getting up and he was now a freed man right and the statue is was paid for entirely by um the wages of freed slaves freed people mm-hmm. and but now people want to take it down it's it doesn't make sense right it just just this is and but if you say that the movement is going too far then you get this backlash because you know they're just they're they're angry they just want to be heard it's like they they have the floor i, I so, think everyone can say that but the things they're using the, the platform that they have it so the reason n- I, no, nobody's allowed to put a check on it sorry the the the, the reason i feel people would get ma- get mad for you saying it's gone too far is because they're like, well, we haven't accomplished our goal, so we haven't gone far enough yet. But it's these things take time. 
they can't just happen like that right well and the the use of energy is so frantic it's unclear what they want to happen and so you get a bunch of these if you get a bunch of sweeping displays about anti-racism then you get a bunch of sweeping displays to stop it and so that's why we have congress people kneeling even though if they just walked to their office and wrote some legislation about meaningful police reform then the problem would be solved right it's it's this fran the frantic use of energy just all around makes the response just that frantic and it's uh, <laughs> and i i see people like posting things of like don't call the police at all you know like get rid of them and mm-hmm. my my thought is like we got to slow down here because you can't get rid of the police like they they have to be there first of all mm-hmm. and the the defund poli- the police i was i was with that at the beginning you know cuz i well there's some things that you see the police have and it's like why why would a a police department have a tank right yeah so stuff yeah i know <laughs> that that was yeah that's the thing that happens so like why like that doesn't make sense to me why a police department would need a, need a tank mm-hmm. but i was listening to another podcast uh the other day that kind of cha- made me think more and changed my mind a little more and it was if you defund the police then who's going to be there to help you when you really need it and it's like some people think all cops are bad if you put a hundred cops into a room do you think they're all going to try to kill you no they're not all going to try to kill you there, there may be a bad there's probably a bad apple in there but most of them are probably good well, yeah, so I would push back against that a little bit because I, I think part of the problem is that, you know, people forget the rest of the phrase, the bad apple. It's the bad apple who spoils the bunch. And um, I, I think, especially in from what we're seeing sort of from the protest videos of the cops acting um, as like a thugs, you, Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'd take that, take that. That was a bad way to phrase it. Right, that, yeah, but I, I get what you're saying, uh, but the argument would be that the cops are, they would enforce each other's actions whether those actions are right or wrong. Right, and, they're acting, they're, them themselves, they're acting also like a group. Right. Instead the, of as individuals. Yeah, So, but the narrow point is, at least on the defund the police thing, again, demilitarize the police. This would be a much better, I think it was a much better um, thought behind it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I know it's counterintuitive to say that police should get paid more and we should give more money to the police. But do you think the problem will get better if we give them less money? They'd get worse. Right. I, that's, the, that's part of it. But the more broad point is that I think people are trying to fit their movements to these three-word slogans like Black Lives Matter. Like, everyone can agree with the concept of Black Lives Matter. And everyone... Er, if, if people were being uh, truthful themselves, they could understand the, um, the push for it. It's that the black people in, in our country have been historically um, oppressed and suffer from uh, the remnants of that system today, even mm-hmm. today. Um, but now we have a whole movement of the Black Lives Matter. And I saw an NBA commentator saying something like, look, I can get behind Black Lives Matter. But he pointed 
he pointed out what the, some of the mission statement stuff of the Black Lives Matter, and I have it in front of me. And um, it says, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure required by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. What? I'm not a fan of breaking up nuclear family structure. <laughs> like, so th this is, and Mike Pence said something about, he was like, I won't say Black Lives Matter because I do not support the movement. And that's the position that people are put in now. And I, I agree with Mike Pence. I don't like him. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, he's, he's sort of right. Like, I can, I 100%, I can agree with Black Lives Matter. I could, I, again, I, I understand why that was a slogan. But then they make the slogan into a, into a movement with a mission statement, and if I disagree so, with the, if I disagree with the movement and mission statement, somehow I no longer respect the but, thought behind it. And so hold on for a second on that because yeah. I want to talk about the mission statement. You said there, it's to break up the nuclear no, family. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. Sorry, that's a whole. That's a quote. So I'm looking up at the, the, de the definition of a nuclear family, and it's a couple and their dependent children regarded as a basic social unit. It's the family. Right. It's mom, dad, and, children. So I understand the disrupt part, uh, but it's not clear in their statement. I think what they're trying to say is, is like, say, for example, what's more than likely your grandparents have feel a certain way about black people right we'll just go with that okay and if you're gonna count them as a nuclear family you don't want the they don't want the grandchildren to feel the same way they want them to have their own opinion so i think that that's more of what they're going for is they just want the children to have their own opinion instead of having to follow in their parents footsteps you know what i mean I... They want to. They just want to. kill. They want to kill racism. They're I... saying it in a weird way. I. I don't think that. I, I. I understand your point. I don't think I can. I don't think I can apply this to, the, that. That logic to this, because it, it sounds like they. It's almost like, it's an empowerment of sort of like single parent household households and things like that and like I, I can agree with that and you know you can raise a child it takes a village to raise a child or whatever but like I don't think I just I it on its face that how is that how is that making how does that track with the message of black lives matter number one how is that how is that anti-racist and I Maybe maybe I, I I would I would love for someone to really explain this to me because I I don't understand I would like to understand, but at the same time, I bringing it back to my broader point is now now it's an organization with tenets and beliefs, and I don't believe with on, in some of these beliefs uh, mainly the thing I just read, but if I say I'm against the Black Lives Matter movement. You you play a weird language game where I say I don't like Black Lives Matter, meaning the organization, mm -hmm. and then it's oh so you're an All Lives Matter kind of guy, and it's like 
No, that's not it. I'm 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 trying dearly to be on this side, but I don't agree with this. Right. You you just want a different structure to it. Right. And it's not it's not even like a a hard immoral structure like it's just bad phrasing. That's all. I'm, that's what I'm gonna bring it down to. It's. It was a quick thing. That was made and without a whole lot of thought put behind it. Well, I don't want to say that either because there's definitely. It's thought. emotion. You said it. You said it yeah, when we were talking yeah, I, about it earlier. I, I said like, it the it, other day. People, they're acting on pure emotion instead of logical thinking. And so, by on an emotional standpoint. Seeing it at its face value, yes. But then you look, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm not saying that at all. But it's just, I don't know. The way things are going with it is extreme. Like, we just need to slow down so we can actually get stuff done. Right. Yeah, I just... I'm going to leave it at that before we just bury ourselves and then we get canceled (laughs) but um but right so and just to take it one step back from protesting at all the the main topic being groupthink. yeah i i just think it's this we're playing a really weird game with if you're not with me you're against me and we're no we're no longer people who think we no longer think of people as persuadable they are they are what they are and you can be nothing beyond that like you know you can't be a you can't you can't you can't be a critical ally of you can't be an ally to a movement and also be critical of it you have to be all in or not or you're against us i want to say this the only people that i've seen take it to that extreme are white people that right. I've that I've that like I've seen so far. I've seen most. It's mostly white people that are like, you're either with us or you're against us, you know. And there's no middle ground for like talking it out or like why you have this opinion or why right. you feel this way. It's it's my way or the highway, or the highway, the highway. Yeah, I. I want, to, I want to leave this topic because it, it's it's we're playing with fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to open up the conversation though. If anyone wants to come on here and talk about it, just reach out to us. Let us know. We will be glad to have you, and we will welcome you, and you can share your opinion and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm again, I'm persuadable. I I like to think of people being persuadable because then we can have meaningful conversations about this stuff right we're only we're all, we're two white guys and we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're seeing we're seeing this stuff on social media and if someone has a better deeper explanation to it we'd love to hear hmm. but buddy buddy we're gonna close out this podcast on a on a better note <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about I'm turning. Milita- you don't want to do military conflict and uh, never-ending protests. No, I'm turning 25 on Saturday. Be old like me. Be old and share your, your wisdom. You had a pandemic birthday party. I'm having a pandemic birthday party. 
I think everyone will be this year. Everyone's having a pandemic birthday party. But I wanted to share some some wisdom that I've gained over over these 25 years or 24 and 51 week. What kind of wisdom? Good, good wisdom. See, I wrote out quarter centennial. I think that's a great word. Well, it's hyphenated, but it's kind of two words, but a phrase, if you will. I was proud of that. It's good. But, but apparently you weren't. It's That's great. Fun. It's great. Okay. Thanks, buddy. I didn't want to take credit for something you wrote. I, I wanted you to say it. This oh. is, we, <laughs> Quarter we, centennial. <laughs> this, this, is like, this is like a covenant, buddy. You, you and I are one oh. in, this, in this podcast structure. This isn't the J and also J podcast this is the j and j cup podcast that's See, why in the that's, logo that's another connected. that's another that's another um example of a bad bad um pick on title because now it completely uh contradicts the point i'm trying to make right now but anyway can i share the we're not, wisdom we're not cha- we're not changing it we're not changing it can i share my wisdom yep what kind of wisdom good wisdom pooping <laughs> and fart wisdom there you go good start wiping back to front is a dangerous game never trust a fart especially when you're sick go slow and let it flow and take your time and you'll be fine I'm regretting this portion thank you for listening to our podcast did you want? Did you want to say anything about actually being twenty-five? I guess I will. Uh, sure. I have, I have a question that ho- hopefully will prompt you. Okay. Unless unless you're sufficiently prompted already. Uh, I was gonna say something, but go ahead. No, go for it. No, I want you. I want you to ask me a question. Buddy, I've been talking a lot this podcast. I know, but so. you haven't asked me a question in this right, podcast. I've asked, I've asked you questions. What is your what do you look forward to now that you are 25, knowing all the things you know and seeing the trends of your life? What are you most looking forward to? Jesus. <laughs> um, what do you mean? Like, out of the rest of my life? What am I looking yeah. forward to? I, I feel like... I, okay. Oh, well, do I want to share that? I don't know. It's kind of stupid. Not stupid. Buddy, nothing it, stupid. It's corny. Okay. I, there's a re- there's a reason we have cliches, buddy. It's but at the I'm same good. time, it's like, at the moment, I, okay. So, I look forward to, actually, I don't know if I want to talk about that. <laughs> We're getting there. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> Your favorite moment is whenever this question ends. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, I don't, uh, it's corny and stupid. Or maybe it's it's dumb because I'm supposed to be a masculine male that lifts heavy weights, that likes to get his hands dirty, that has... Who says, who says you have to be that? N- society, bro. No. <laughs> I look forward to actually having a family. Because, you know, I'm getting to that... We're getting to that age. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're getting to that age where it's like, all right, I'm 25. Maybe I should start looking for something... Like, serious and real. I mean, I 
I haven't been putting my best foot forward to really look for anything. Mm-hmm. And so may- maybe it's time. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like... Is that what you wanted? No. To embarrass me? I'm not trying to embarrass you, buddy. <laughs> I think having a family is a good thing. And I think... If if I if I had my druthers and I were making enough money to support a family, I would try. I, I would I would like a big family. But you know, we're here. We got to go through this. But um. Yeah, we're in quarantine right now, so. I'm I, more and more. Uh, uh, maybe it's because I've gotten involved on Twitter now. But um, more and more, I just I do not envy anyone our age in the dating sphere. Yeah. That just all of it seems like a mess. Buddy, welcome to my world. Some of us aren't as lucky to find a person that actually likes you and then you're you just like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> and then you get married. Yeah, I sort of I I have I had a thought in before dating and I I don't know I don't think this makes me better or I, I think it was a really weird thought to have, but it's sort of like, you know, how, um, how Logan had that piece of knowledge that he was like, um, what, what is the most good I can do in my life? And it was a really mature thought to have when you're younger. Yeah. I sort of made a conscious decision to be like, I want to date someone who I will always have a future with and I don't want to get i i don't want to date just to date see and but I, that's I, had that, I really don't know why i had that thought maybe it was because i was a moody and edgy teen but like <laughs> I, I i was just like no i don't i don't want to do serial dating like that just seems like a mess but see that's how i felt too i felt the same way you did i i don't want to go around i hate dating culture i hate it so much with a passion it's just mm-hmm. It's so stupid. Uh, my eyes are closed because of how serious I am right now. It's so stupid. And, like... It's even worse for women, if that makes you feel any better. Oh, my God. I can imagine. But it's like... I don't, like some, I don't know if someone like goes out and tries to uh, be on those dating apps. You know, like, I, I've tried them. But it's just, I hate them. It's like, I can't, I'm, I can't talk myself up on, uh, freaking, I almost swore. <laughs> <laughs> on a freaking, um, That's how real we are. <laughs> I know. On a freaking, um, dating app. I'm just like, hey, I'm that, that funny guy. I'm that weird guy. You know, it's just, I'm a character. Hmm. This is my dating profile now. <laughs> I'm I'll put that, put this on places, but it's that's so stupid. And it's like you go on there, and I'm gonna talk about dating apps now for a second. Now I'm go, now I'm gonna go off. We need how much I, I hate them. Should we just save this as another podcast? No, no. We should <laughs> we we should steer it to something positive. But yeah, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm I'm gonna let you finish, but yeah. It's stupid because I'm al- I'm also only five seven. I'm, I say only five seven, like that's short. That's like average height, man. It is. <laughs> and on the dating apps, when you see five or someone, 
says five seven, it's like that's short. And it's like, excuse me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's like I'll download it for a week and then I'll delete it, <laughs> and then I'll download it for a week and then I'll delete it. I've played. I've done that cycle like four times now. Yeah. It's, it's just I can't. Personally, I've never like DM'd someone, like slid in their DMs. <laughs> Direct message. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know for the longest time, so I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like that's stupid. I don't know. I like to actually talking to people. Yeah, it's I've, really. I'm. If if it, and I've gotten to the point where it's like, if it happens, it happens. You know. Mm-hmm. And plus, at the same time, it's like and the society you live in like i don't want to come off as like a creep yeah yeah that's it's like how well, do you how do you you sort of get a new lens to look at some of the you know it's an endearing story back in like 2005 or something was like and there was even a commercial that had something like um you know i talked to this woman she wanted nothing to do with me and then i asked her to marry me like seven times and eventually said yes and we've never been happier like it the lens that has shifted from like oh that's cute to what a creep like not not to say that well, everything about dating culture in 2005 was a-okay but like but it, it really throws in it throws into question an established order of things and now there's nothing to replace it and so everyone just has to feel out the uh dating game and it seems like the thing that replaced it was apps it's just now it's now it's a meat market, and you have to just, like, throw yourself into it. it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that. No, that sounds awful. And uh, you said, you said like, I, the, I asked my wife to marry me, like, seven times or something. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to go and ask a girl seven times if she wants to go out with me. Mm-hmm. Like, if you say no once, all right, cool. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. It's like, I'm not... I'm not playing any games here. We're adults. Right. It's either a yes or it's a no. And if it's a no, adios. Right. But there definitely is a, a culture that surrounds dating where it's... You, you you almost... The game is fun, and so that's why people play it. The game is not fun. Well, <laughs> the, the, the game for you is... You misunder you misunderstand the point of the game. The point of the game isn't to have a family and be happy in dating culture. It it, it it seems to me. It seems the point of dating culture is to date and that is that's the game. And so if you're playing it for a different reason then you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> then then you're the weird guy. Right. And I I, I think that's largely to do with the people around you. Like I went to a really conservative Christian college, so everyone was sort of looking to that, and that was sort of, it was not uncommon, and in fact, it was um, endorsed, it was encouraged, and so a, a place like that was a nice bubble in order to sort of explore the dating game, um, with except the rules were entirely different, but... Um, in your in your situation or situations that really any other situation other than in college it's sort of you have to play you have to play the game and everyone everyone agrees that the game is awful 
but we don't have anything better yet and there's not a there's not enough high high con there's not a high enough concentration of people who are unwilling to play the dating game only only until they've they've had their fill of it i don't even think that's it i just i think there's people like you who are you're one out of a hundred people who want to play the dating or who um don't want to play the dating who, are, game. who are in the pool right and so the chances that you're going to find that other person is low just right. because they're not they're not around right yeah it's bad it's stupid i was going to say something and i completely forgot i'm sorry oh crap on a stick um anyway how's being 25 <laughs> tragic <laughs> ouch Oof. uh no it's not that okay, bad so uh, so, I, I wait, wait 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 okay wait. i, I want to say i feel like i'm starting to hit a stride it, at at this point in my life mm-hmm. so what i mean by that is from the age of actually i'm gonna i'm gonna go all the way to 20 to 20 to now mm-hmm. i was in a lull i feel mm-hmm. just because it's i spent a lot of time you know uh, oh we're gonna get geez should we keep going with the podcast or just pause this and start another one because we're, we're going. How, how long? Well, there's a lot of breaks in there. Oh, crap. Not really. What, let's, uh, let's, oh. let's save it. Okay. Let's we got it. you guys hooked now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> let's save it. Well, can I, I guess, let's Go ahead try and to... ask, ask your final question that you were going to ask or something. What are you most excited to continue that you started this last year? This podcast. Oh, yeah. I wasn't fishing for that, but uh, I guess my, I, I got, uh, I'm going to project, but um, I feel like I've done a lot of learning and I've like, I'm, I'm having a good time of it. I'm starting to understand that I'm gaining marketable skills. And so I was sort of fishing for that type of like, what's that for you? What, what's your, what are you looking to continue? What are you, what are you having a good time doing? Things like that. It, it's the podcast <laughs> I've because what I've always wanted to do is work for myself right mm-hmm. and I've like messed around with YouTube uh, like making videos trying to figure out how to do different things and I feel like now we hack we actually have something you know I kind of have a little bit of a feel one of those feelings about the podcast mm-hmm. and I don't think it's just going to be a, a podcast. I think it's, I'm I'm picturing something bigger than just this. It's going to be like we have the J&J Connection podcast. It'll be the J&J Connection something else. Blog. Blog. Let us know if you guys would like to see a blog. We could talk about whatever we wanted to talk about. Yeah, we could get out of... I, I don't <laughs> want to make this a news heavy podcast i like talking about the news though so it's hard to do that maybe a blog would be nice just throw out a page and uh although i i write i write some pretty long facebook posts and i don't think they get much interaction 
I tell you, because they're intimidating. Well, now now I stop posting on people's things. I, I realize <laughs> that that that's that's aggressive. But um, I, even posting things, I I used to I follow this guy on Facebook and he writes super long Facebook posts, but they're excellent. I'll have to send you one. But um, they're insightful and they have a lot of interesting stats in them. And so I see that and I'm like, I want to be that guy. And so I try to have some deep thoughts and try to encourage conversation. Um, and I enjoy it. I mean, if I just had to do it for myself, I'm not, I'm not mad about that, but they don't get a lot of interaction. So I'm hoping, yeah. hoping that changes. So if Cause we I, did, I, I want to, I want to cement myself as that, that guy. So if we did do a blog, you would write about more news stuff, news, idea stuff. I, I sort of, I like talking about the ideas, like the, like the protesting and the, uh, you know, it, I think I think people can tell what I get animated about whenever we talk about things, and so I'd probably be writing about things like that. I'd say mine would be more of like, what's going on, like how I feel about a certain situation, or right? Stuff like that. It'd be more based on mine, at least, would be more based on emotion and trying to compare that to the emotion of others. Because I think I'm, I think I'm in tune with people a little bit better. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> All right, we need to end this podcast. Yep, yep. All right, see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the J and J Connection podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. We are available wherever you get your podcasts from. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can email us. And please don't forget to go to our Audible link. Everything is provided below in the description. The best part of being a corporate shill is the free audiobooks.